Little kids love to share things. Sometimes it's what they say. Sometimes they want to give you or share something that they have with you. Over a three-week period, a couple months ago, someone, a little kid, gave me a shell of a cicada. The next week, a living cicada. And the week after that, a dead cicada. Every time filled with joy and wonder, it was a delight. Whenever I call my brothers, or, uh, my brothers and my sister and their kids, and they want to share something with me, whether it be a new toy, a new song, whatever it is, they love to share. We start to grow out of this, most of us, although as a priest, sometimes people share with me things that, you know, a little too far, too fast sometimes, that's okay. But we tend to grow out of this as we grow up. We become a little more discerning with what we share. But when we really have something to share, boy, we, it's like, we, it's like you know, we just can't wait to share it with everyone. In our ministry with college students, I, I love it when, when the, the two students who have been kind of toying around a relationship, all of a sudden they go on a date and they want to share that with me immediately. Father, he finally asked me out. That's a big thing for these, these day and age. We just want to share what we have, what God has blessed us with in our life. And so it is beautiful when we hear in the gospel, right? This gospel passage is immediately following the Annunciation where the Blessed Virgin Mary is told that she bears in her womb the Son of God. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste. Mary desires to share this good news, the good news. It's the first thing that she does. And before she can even get a word out to her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth sensing the power of God, the fullness of God is overcome herself and recognizes the gift that Mary has. So powerful is the gift that Mary brings to the world that even the infant in St. Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. Before Mary can even share what has happened to her, the world is responding and being made new. Because it is the greatest news that has ever been told. That God is with us. That God has chosen to take on our humanity so that He can redeem us. But when given the chance to share this good news, the best news that has ever been shared in the history of the world, the best news that will ever be shared, Mary points all of it back to God. She is humble in this moment. The greatest to have ever been born or lived short of her son, and yet she points all of this back to God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. And it is because of that, she says, from this day forward, all generations will call me blessed. Not because of the great work that she has done, but because of the great work God has done, is doing, and will do through her. It is a reminder to us whenever we venerate the Blessed Virgin Mary or meditate upon her life of the power that God has in store for all of us. Mary is the perfect disciple of Jesus. Every moment of her life from her conception until her assumption and forever in heaven 
is perfectly given freely to God, to His will. She is not coerced. She is not some machine that doesn't have choice. She, like you and I, chooses and has the free will, the ability to choose, but she always says yes. As we know in the Annunciation, let it be done to me according to thy word. She sees her freedom and the fulfillment of her life not in serving and taking anything for herself, but in giving it all back to God. Is this easy for her? No. Yes, she escapes the pains of death because the wages of sin are death and she is without sin, but she suffers like no other person has suffered in history except for her son. Simeon tells her in the temple, a sword shall pierce your heart. She knows her son to be fully God and fully human, and yet she watches him die. But it is his story, it is his life to which she gives everything. And because Jesus' love is perfect, he dies so that his mother does not have to die. We are reminded again and again and again in the life of Jesus and the Blessed Virgin Mary that humility is the only way that we can reasonably go through life in service of God. To recognize our own shortcomings, but to keep offering our lives, offering the graces, offering the gifts that we have in whatever way we can do them. St. John Henry Newman, the patron of Newman Centers, had his Episcopal motto is cor ad cor loquitor, heart speaks to heart. Not all of us can cure cancer and world hunger or do all of those great and wonderful works that we should be aspiring toward as a society. But each one of us can love God and can love our neighbor, can magnify through the graces of God in our own heart and to go out into the world in whatever way we know and share that gift with the world. Share the good news. And what is that good news? It's not just that God became one of us, but it is the, the worst thing that the world has to throw at us. The great wage of sin, death, no longer has power over us. Friends, we have all spent a year and a half because of this pandemic meditating upon suffering and death. It has no power over you and me. As St. Paul tells us, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life. All of us have been given this great gift of eternal life and salvation, of relationship with Christ that we can live now. So that though we all will die because we have sinned and shared in that sin, we will, if we remain faithful, if we give of our lives, if we pour out our hearts again and again and again to the Lord, ask, beg for His mercy, share the blessings that we have with the world, when we die, we will have nothing to fear. All we will receive is that fullness of God's face and life and love. We celebrate today how Jesus has conquered sin and death. He does that perfectly for his mother, who does not go through death. She's assumed body and soul into heaven. She who participated perfectly with God in this life is free to participate fully with God in the life to come. We have to pass through 
the veil of death. But what Jesus does with Mary, he desires to do with you. This is why we reverence Our Lady with such great affection. Because she shows us how to follow Jesus. We have to give everything. We have to serve. We have to pour our lives out in total service and free and radical gift to Him to be made new so that we can share in this overcoming of death. Now, I love on this feast day especially to make great big theological abstractions because that's what I like to do in my head. But the beauty of this Assumption feast day is the reminder to us that everything we do has eternal implications and ramifications. Every yes, every no has an impact. Changes not only my life, but the life of the world. A young virgin in Nazareth says, let it be done, and everything in the world changes. So too when we say yes to God, but also so too when we say no. And so using Mary's example, we have to ask ourselves, does my life, does my soul magnify the Lord? Are there sins in my life that I have not confessed or of which I have not repented? Are there things that I do on a daily or weekly basis, maybe without even thinking about it, that lead others or maybe even lead myself away from God? Are there things that I believe or think that aren't in conformity with what Christ has fully revealed through his church? Has every aspect of my life been totally transformed so that in every facet I can magnify the Lord? Now the answer, I'll save you all the embarrassment of this, the answer for all of us to this is no, because we're sinners. But we have the grace through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus to say yes more and more to that grace, to open our hearts to that conversion so that our souls might magnify, might glorify the Lord. And the last question we have to ask ourselves is like a child with a cicada shell running in with joy and glee, do I share the blessings that I have with the world? Do I get up and with haste go out to share my blessings? These blessings can be intellectual. These blessings can be monetary. These blessings can be emotional. These blessings can be spiritual. These blessings can come in any way, shape, and form because that's how much God loves us. Am I willing and am I sharing those? Am I using the gifts that God has given me to make my friendships, my family, my community, my world a better place? The Blessed Virgin Mary on this feast day shows us what happens when we allow God to transform our heart to magnify Him in the entirety of our soul. And what happens when we allow His news, His good news, to become everything that we share with the world. And so we ask the Lord, through the intercession of Mary, our mother, for the grace to say with her as she did at the Annunciation, let it be done to me according to your word.